TheWellnessCouch.com, streaming wellness into your lives. Welcome to 100 Not Out, featuring your hosts, Dr. Damien Christoph and Marcus Pierce. Hello and welcome to 100 Not Out, a weekly show dedicated to helping you master the art of aging well. Marcus Pierce here with you and as always, it gives me great pleasure to introduce the co-founder of The Wellness Couch, the founder of Forage Cereal, the owner of Vita Lifestyles, the dead set legend, the king of stress, the sultan of stress, Dr. Damien Christoph. Hello, legend. <laughs> Hello, legend. So, a king of stress because we know the queen of stress. She's oh, yes, we do Dr. know the queen of stress, Dr. Maria yeah. Zushman. She's coming to Ikaria with us this year. Yes, is she travelling with us, which is good. PC, how have you been? Mate, I'm humming along. We've got a nice little Cairo contingent um, this year with Natice and Maria. Yes, naughty Natice Novella. I feel like oh, she's now changed her name. Yes. Skulkin. Yeah, so stress, you were on Triple M recently. Um, and mm-hmm. in your regular spot, which uh, as the rock star of wellness, you've been doing for many years now. And I know uh, you get, what, 15, 20 minutes with uh, JB and Billy, take some calls, but can't we? I think it was important that we develop what you were talking about because you had some interesting conversations um, on Triple M about stress. Would you be happy to share with the listeners what you got talking about um, when you were on Triple M recently? Yeah, I think um, I'd love to share that, mate. And where I think the understanding of stress is going is, uh, is, I suppose, an acceptance of um, the fact that stress is actually good. So it's now no longer something that we should be fearing, um, but more something that we should be or could be embracing. So uh, if, if we embrace our stress and work with it, we can actually grow. So um, in our previous episode, we'll talk about Groundhog and we're talking about um, the grind. Um, and you kind of alluded to, or maybe I alluded to the idea that maybe that's where you'd get strength from. Mm-hmm. Um, but I kind of, uh, yeah, actually, you did say that. You said, oh, that's where you get strong from. But I reckon um, the grind and Groundhog is is the stuff, well, obviously, we spoke about in the last episode, but it's the stuff that comes after that that enables us to grow. So the grind is the stuff that enables us to get to the point where we can get stressed because we shouldn't be stressed about the grind. If we're stressed about the grind, then we're absolutely doing the wrong thing. Like, like driving to seriously. the gym, you said, is the grind, and which is a really yeah. good point. It's like you've got to get out of bed, you've got to get into the car, you've got to drive. Yeah. Yep. You've got to get up and turn the oven on or the the stove on so you can cook your eggs and then sit down to eat some eggs. Yep. Or you've got to, you know, go to the supermarket to pick up your yogurt and your um, coconut water to be able to make your forage bircher. Yes. Then you get to make it and then you eat, right? So, yes. like, they're all the little bits and pieces. But the the fact that you get through the grind and then you get to be stressed 
should be the thing that excites you the most. If you get to the point where you're stressed, in other words, that's where you get challenged, that's where we actually start to grow. So our heart gets stronger from cardiovascular exercise, that's a stress. Our muscles get stronger from lifting weights or doing things that are challenging, that's stressful on our body, Mm -hmm. that makes our muscles grow. Our brain gets stronger and we get wiser when we read more, when we're challenged with our thoughts, when we have to have conversations, not when we look at a screen. So everything around stress in the past has been that stress is bad, stress is you know um, detrimental to our health and stress is inflammatory and stress does X, Y, Z and it causes heart disease. And whilst that to some extent is true, it's really the excessive amounts of stress left untended or left unmeted um, that causes the disease because a good amount of stress is actually very, very uh, beneficial for us because it makes us stronger, it makes us wiser, it makes us more efficient, uh, whereas prolonged periods of stress or stressful events. So, for example, if you only every single day ran and you never slept, then exercise then becomes challenging and dangerous to the body. Uh, if you only slept all day, every day, nonstop, and you slept, the sleep, which would be restorative, then becomes detrimental. So, Little bits of something can be hugely beneficial and lots of of the same thing could be hugely detrimental. What can heal can hurt. And in this situation where we're talking about stress, we want to have stress because we grow from it. But if we don't moderate or mediate the amount of stress and how we deal with stress, then that's when it can become a problem. And that's what I was speaking about on Triple M. So is this, I've just written down here, put ourselves in the situation. So when you're talking about, um, say, going for a run, and that puts a good stress on the body. Are you saying that if you've got to the point where you've bought a new pair of sneakers, you've put on the gear and you've actually gone out onto the roads to actually feel that stress of a run, then that's much better than the person that gets heart palpitations at the very idea of you know putting in mm. the, the exercise gear and looking themselves in the mirror going, you can't go out in that, you look terrible and I'm not going to you know subject myself to the personal humiliation or whatever it is, which is not so good. Um, is, mm. is what you're mm. saying that the stress is good particularly if you put yourself in, a, in the situation to get stressed, like buying the ingredients to soak the bircher um, puts yourself in the situation of actually you know, preparing the recipe and having to think, all right, how do I do this, particularly if it's for the first time, right, measuring it all out, that's better than going, oh, my gosh, I can't do it. It's too overwhelming. I'm not even going to try. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. We, you you won't get a result unless you go into stress yes. at the end of the day. Like, yes. You can keep on, you know, let's say, for, let's take, for example, our, our the title of our podcast, 100 Not Out. Yeah. For, like if if you are out there and you are batting, so we go to the cricket ground. If you're out there and all you want to do is flat bat it, and you didn't, you know, the only thing you wanted to do was just to flat bat it for a draw, and you didn't even worry about running, and you just kept on blocking the ball, every single ball that came in, there would, there'd be no stress and no challenge. You wouldn't get any better at batting. You'd just get better at blocking, right? So. If you were to get better at batting or you were to try and make some more runs, that creates a little bit of stress. And so at that point, then you will get more runs and you're more likely to get to 100 than if you were just to be flat batting and just going, oh, well, I'll just keep on doing what I do and just getting through and I'll just make it through and we'll get a draw. If you really want to get a result, you've actually got to try harder. And it's the same as, I suppose, with aging well and aging successfully. We've identified 
there, there's at least three key things that you've got to do. You've got to move, you've got to be engaged, and you've got to have a purpose. So you could just get to the end of your life and not move and not have a purpose and not remain engaged. And it, it's unlikely you make it to 100, but you might feel that, you know, you, it was a pretty crazy life. And I, it probably was a crazy life if you just kind of just made it. But the idea would be that you'd actually – like try and find a purpose try and make sure that you continue to move and try to remain engaged uh, because that will create stress and you will grow from that and then age better it's interesting i was uh, as you're talking about this it got me thinking of a yesterday that i was driving home i'd done a workout with my good friend callum who who owns a jets um a fitness gym you know 24 7 gym um, down in Ballina and we work out together every Tuesday and it's the only um, like really anaerobic workout that I do and um, I was thinking as I was driving home, I was like, I don't feel, I don't get that rush from any other, I don't get it from a, I get a totally different rush from say going for a run um, or a totally different level of satisfaction if I've done a, a good um, yoga session but but the challenge of um I'm not going to say lifting weights because I was doing so pull-ups yesterday, so it was more like body weight work. But that that feeling of going under that level of stress created a completely different feeling than that I can't replicate in any other area of my life. And um, it just makes me realize, as you say this, and I've been writing this down, you won't get a result unless you go into stress. I don't think. I mean, yeah. I don't. I don't think about it like that. But now that you say it, I'm like, that is just so true. And it's like, are we putting ourselves in the quote-unquote stressful environment in order to get the result that we want. And most people, I would say, would argue that they're putting themselves in stressful, stressful environments in to get results that they actually don't want. Yeah, true. True, that's a great point. You know, I think it, also too... Sorry, go on. You go. No, no, you go. go on. I was just going to say that people are, you know, they're stressed out in jobs they don't love or in relationships that don't bring them joy or in diets that they don't like or in you know, spending money on things that they don't really enjoy but they're trying to fill a void. So there's all this stress being created but not not the stress that brings a result that they want. Like we've just put the deposit down on a car today, a Kia Carnival. Um, oh, here we go. The big people mover. People um, mover. Big people mover. Um, and it's, yeah, it's a, it's, a, it's a financial stress but it's a financial stress that I'm so happy to go into. Um, because I want the result. Like I want that. I want that. I want well, one. I want four kids. Uh, two. We'll have we'll have them in a couple of months. And there's no way I want to be traveling with two cars, um, one family, just to squeeze everyone in. If you know what I mean. Um, but it, it wasn't a. And it kind of thinking about it when we were recording our previous episode about um the grind. But I'm happy to go through the grind of that pro of that financial process and that whole transaction because I want that result. And as you said, you won't get a result unless you go into stress. And it doesn't have to be freak-out stress. I think that's quite clear. We're not saying you have to go into freak-out stress. But you do need to go into an element of discomfort, be it physical, um, biochemical, um, mental, whatever you want to call it, I suppose. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Am I reading this well, right? Because I'm finding so, this Well, I think, yeah, you are. You are. And so, and just to clarify that um, a little bit further, uh, you know, with you, uh, the aversion to stress uh, would imply that we're not necessarily taking the easy road, but the aversion to stress will probably limit our ability to grow, if that makes sense. Yes. So, we, 
for those people who are saying, oh, I don't want to have stress in my life. Oh, I'm not going to do that because I don't have stress in my life. Or, you know, I need to do things that are going to de-stress me more. Uh, all those sorts of things. Uh, th- there's a potential there to avoid stress to the extent that you will miss opportunities to grow. And so um, that that's not wise. The other thing is too that if you get so much stress that things become you use the word crazy stress, that for me would be known as overwhelm. Uh, and so if you start to live your, so you live your life in a constant state of fight or flight or fear um, where everything starts to become overwhelming, like you mentioned to me earlier on uh, that you've been, you were feeling overwhelmed yep. um, because there's been lots of things going on. If you lived in a state of overwhelm, then that will become detrimental to your health because mm-hmm. that's where you're really pushing the boundaries of stress. So there's a few things there, right? So for for the way in which I look at it, I see stress as being super productive and super good for us because we get so many things done that are worthwhile and that allows us to grow. When the stress is something that uh, overwhelms us to the point that we become counterproductive or we start to um, procrastinate or plateau, that's when we've got to dial it back a little bit. Um, because if we don't dial it back, then that'll start to have other health consequences um, that will reflect insomnia and then tend towards um, anxiety, maybe even depression. So we've got to be you know, mindful of how stress can drive us for growth, but then when it gets out of control, which is the overwhelm component, um, that's when we've really got to start to stay, you know, take stock, I reckon. So is it? Um, can you give some insight as to when people can – well, how how to nip, how to nip that potential for overwhelmed stress in the bud, and you're probably going to go in a cracky stress code mode here. But for people that are going, all right, I can see that I'm overwhelmed easily, and yep, I acknowledge that actually, you know, most days I feel overwhelming, and I wake up really not sure how I'm going to, uh, you know, get through the day or succeed through the day, or you know, I don't really look forward to the day because I've just got so much to do. What are your suggestions in how people can nip that in the bud to um, not feel that level of overwhelm? That is an unbelievably great question because <laughs> as you're asking that question, um, there were so many things that came to mind because you, you can look at this and you're right. I could go into cracky stress code mode here and talk about the ways in which you can decrease the effect of stress, you know, walking, chiropractic eating good food, moving um, caffeine to different times of the day. You can do all those sorts of things to mitigate the effects of stress. But I reckon there's one thing, and maybe you and I could set a goal to interview this person, but if you look at um, the whole concept behind Marie Kondo uh, and and getting rid of stuff that doesn't bring you joy, Mm. I reckon one of the greatest things that you could do is bring more joy into your life. Uh, and, and so if you're feeling less joyous or you're feeling down or you're feeling overwhelmed or you're feeling stressed, one of the greatest things to do would be to laugh a lot. Um, but one of the other great things, apart from getting you know lots of cuddles because connection and touch also can excite the hormone oxytocin and make you feel fantastic, another thing would be to bring joy into your life. Start to do something in your life that makes your heart sing, makes you feel fantastic, mm. makes you have a smile on your face. like. Those sorts of things, if it brings you joy, like doing 100 Not Out podcast does, oh. when, you, when you're doing those sorts of things, um, you look forward to it. So even though you might feel a bit overwhelmed, you kind of go, oh, I've got 100 Not Out coming up. Um, it's not a grind though, if, is it? This if, is, this is, this is not, fascinating. You're asking yeah, for a revolution. Sort of, 
<laughs> no, you are in, in in the best in the best way because those previous examples like change the time you have coffee, they're more like little tactics. Like they're what, what we'd almost call them biohacks these days. What are we like? If you move it from nine a.m. to two p.m., but now you're talking about you know have some cuddles. Like I was t- saying the other day, people might find this really awkward, but if you could lie down in your bed if you have a lover that is, and cuddle that person and talk and without any expectation, like without any expectation that it will go the whole way, you will actually and I'm not I'm not meaning to go to make people incredibly awkward here. But if you can actually just have this time where there's no expectation of anything and there's just good cuddles, chats, there might be some laughs, there might be some joys and there might be some happy endings. But the oxytocin of those experiences is severely lacking in many people's day-to-day lives. But then at the same time, one thing that I've noticed in the last 12 months is it is really, really awesome to end the day watching something on TV that is really funny and that does make you laugh and that does bring you some joy and that and that sends you to bed with a smile on your face. And I think, 100%. you know, there's nothing, I mean, you and I talk about the footy all the time, that brings us joy. Even sometimes when our team loses, it can still bring us joy, kind of. But it's just, you, what you're asking for is for people to be more indulgent. Kimmy would call it a bit more self-love, like to prioritize your joy among uh, above all of the other, you know, minute details of the day and the to-do list and everything else and to actually give some significant time in your day to what brings you joy. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's what I'm asking for people to do. Uh, if people want to maximize the impact of their stress, um, so rather than actually trying to decrease the effect of stress on your body, if you want to maximize the impact of stress on your body so that you can get the most from it, find ways in which you can be more joyous. Laugh lots more, brings more mm-hmm. serotonin to your body. Get outside much more, brings more melatonin to your brain. Do all the sorts of things that can actually help to regulate your hormones just through your behaviors. Um, but by smiling and laughing and spending time having hand cuddles, all those sorts of things, you will – you, you will start to maximize the impact of stress, which is a great thing. And that's what's, where you're going to grow from. What's a hand cuddle? That's what I call holding hands, hand cuddles. Oh, no. So I say to Amber. <laughs> yeah. Yes. <laughs> so when I, uh, I'm walking down, you know, with Amber, we walk down to the beach, I go, let's have a hand cuddle. You know, and then she'll hold my hand <laughs> and then we'll walk along the beach and uh, hand cuddles. That is so good. <laughs> and, and I agree, like, it is so underrated. Um, just the smallest levels of physical touch. Like I always remember at one of our events, the there was feedback. It was like I hated the hugs until the third hug and then I loved them. And I'm like, that's so true. So so many people are so touch averse. They're so hand cuddle averse. Like whether it's totally, a, a peck yeah. on the cheek, a kiss on the lips, a hand cuddle, a hug, a high five, you know, a rub of the hair. You know, people are so like, oh, no, you know, it's almost like non-PC, like you can't do it. But it's 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 extended into a lot of people's um, intimate relationships, and it's like no, like they're the that's like it's like it's the foundation and the icing on the cake all at once. Hundred percent, hundred percent. It's uh, you can't. Well, you know, if you and I who are tactile. That's a great thing. So if we're talking love languages, <laughs> um, we go, oh, let's have else. more touch, more hand cuddles, and all that sort of stuff. But 
you know, for Amber, who's time and, uh, and acts of service, yeah. uh, for me, you know, to make her have more joy in her life or invite more joy into her life, it's, it's me sitting down on a couch without a computer yeah. and just watching a TV show with her. Yeah. Um, or we go for a walk and, you know, we don't take our phones and, and, we, and sometimes you don't have to say anything. But, yeah. uh, but also me being able to recall a conversation that we've had um, will bring her joy. That means I've listened properly. Yes, um, yes. Which is, which is important, you know. That's that's the whole present time consciousness and mindfulness. A lot of people go, "Oh, I'm being mindful, lots and lots and lots." But what about being mindful and present with your conversations? Yeah. So I think that's a, a maybe that's a topic that we can talk about another time. Um, and that all reduces stress. Everything you've just said is, is reduce- stress reducing. Well, it's stress maximizing. Yes. Because we don't want to reduce stress unless it's overwhelming. We want to keep on having stress because it's what makes us grow. Yeah, nicely said. Well, mm. this is good. I'm so glad we spoke about this. How good is that, hey? That's some of the new revelations that I've had while I've been writing my book. Stress maximizing. Speaking of this book, can you give us, uh, you know, any incl- any insights? I've hardly spoken to you about it and I'm really curious. Is there anything you can tell us? Like when will be when will we be reading it? Do you have a name for it? Topics discussed. It's the number one thing discussed. I'm most nervous about because I kind of go, well, here I am, I'm 46 years old. Is anybody really interested anymore? Oh. So one of those things, you know, it's Mate, one of those things. You'd have to sell Vita. You'd leave 100 not out if you released a book. You'd sell Vita. You'd <laughs> forage. You'd be too big for forage. You'd be traveling the world, gallivanting around this globe of ours, sharing your message. If that book came out. You'd be on yeah, Oprah. I'd well, be listening I- to you interviewed with Oprah on Super Soul Sessions. You'd be everywhere. <laughs> that's hilarious. You are funny, PC. And that's just increased my joy for the day. So thank you. But I, uh, my, the, the book's getting there. It's, um, it's been a very, very careful write uh, because I'm really trying to make sure that I don't shoot on people. I'm really trying to make sure that I'm not trying to um, slam down a whole bunch of facts. Yep. It's entertaining, I'd have to say. Great. It's got some, you know, some humor in the, in the, in the words. So I think that, uh, you know, for, for the person who's listened to Damo speak over the last, let's say, 20 years, doing lots of different things, um, and has tuned into our podcasts over the last, you know, seven or eight years with uh, Not Out and eight years for the wellness guys, then they've heard a fair bit of me. But, you know, to get perspectives and philosophy um, and the reason what, you know, what makes me tick and what gets my goat and all those sorts of things, you'll, you'll read all about that. It's not an instructional book, put it that way. Well, I can't wait to read it and I'm going to keep on talking about it until it gets published so that it actually gets published and um, it doesn't gather dust. Where's your book? Where's your book? Yeah, my book's there. It's it's It gets an hour a day of love but um, I'm a – what is it? I'm not. I'm not writing to a deadline because I need that book for me. Might be the only book I ever write. So I'm not. I'm not going to punch out a book just because. Um, as, well, you and I are both in the same boat here. Like, it, it wants to be measured, mature, and not just. Oh, I've got to write a book. So, uh, the longer I sit with it, the more I love it in a, in a nice way. Um, and we've we've mentioned little bits of it on our 100 Not Out podcast, and I think that's the way I like it at the moment. As as it develops, I'll share it. On, on the podcast and then um, eventually uh, publish it. But it's not something that I'm, I'm procrastinating on. It's actually just something that I'm wanting to deliver um, an incredible – like I've, I've transcribed 50 of our 100 Not Out episodes um, of guests that we've done uh, so that I can add some real body 
to the book, like, and the stuff that appeals to me, like, as a person, they go, oh, I think that's important. Like, if my kids were going to read that book and it was the only book that I ever wrote, I'd want them to hear the story of Eddie JQ from his own words or Selena Biniaz or or Jan Smith or Madonna Buddha. So, I've gone. So, I want it to be a, like, this is just me. It's probably my journalistic kind of nature coming out is I want it to have real body and not just something that I think. It's actually the, the stories of of many, many people and it's not just mine. Mm. Oh, I love it. I can't wait to read your one either. I'll be the first person to buy that one there too, we Pixie. We'll do it. That's it. That's what hey. we'll do. We'll be our first customers of each other's books. Yes. Yep. Yes. Love it. As long as, uh, I love I it. Say, as long as you give me a five-star rating. <laughs> <laughs> On Google reviews. Imagine if you I'll did a Google review going, Amazon. this is a load of BS. What a crack junkie. <laughs> Five stars. Oh, fun and games. Um, all right. Thanks, BC. Thanks for having another go at it. I really look forward to our 100 Not Out chats. They're really great. Yeah, really no, we, great. Are, we are humming along and uh, can't wait for another edition of 100 Not Out with you, Damo. For more about The Wise Man, head on over to damienchristoff.com, myself, marcuspierce.com.au. We would love to see you in Icaria. It may be sold out by the time this episode comes uh, out into the public, but if it's not, you will see applications open at 100notout.com. It's September 4 to 13. Uh, this year, uh, 10 days on the beautiful Greek island of Icaria the island where people forget to die. Thanks to everyone who makes this podcast possible. That is Joseph Tomo, our editor, Rosie Garner, who does all our social media. And to you, our wonderful listeners, thank you for your support of this message. Until next week, as always, continue to make the rest of your life the best of your life. This has been a production of thewellnesscouch.com. Check us out on Facebook and join in the conversation on facebook.com forward slash thewellnesscouch. Subscribe to each show on iTunes and check us out on Twitter. The Wellness Couch, streaming wellness into your lives. Whilst the Wellness Couch presenter endeavor to provide accurate and helpful information to their listeners, these podcasts cannot take into account individual circumstances and are not intended to be a substitute for health and medical advice from a qualified health professional. You should always seek the advice of a qualified health professional before acting on any of the information provided by any of the Wellness Couch podcasts.